President Biden's campaign is downplaying a very grim new poll showing Donald Trump leading in multiple battleground states. But many Democrats are sounding the alarm, including David Axelrod, this chief strategist for the 2012 Obama-Biden presidential campaign, who tweeted that the poll, quote, will send tremors of doubt through the party. David is joining us right now. David, thanks very much for joining us. These are very brutal poll numbers. This is a New York Times-Siena College poll. The results for the president, uh, pretty bad. You're suge you suggested he should at least consider dropping out while also saying it's his decision. But as a Democrat concerned yeah. about Donald Trump, what do you want Biden to do? I want him to consider uh, what is best in terms of the goal that I know he is committed to, which is defeating Donald Trump. And if he uh, if he believes based on um, not just what's in his heart, but what's in uh, data and what he's being told that he has the best chance to do it, uh, then then he should he should run. But, um, the, you know, the thing that irritates me a little bit, Wolf, is this notion that people who are concerned are bedwetters is a phrase. Actually, I think it originated in the 2008 Obama campaign in a much different context. Uh, there's there is reason to be concerned and people shouldn't dismiss uh, these polls. And should the president uh, press forward, I think that they need to really kick this another notch up and turn this into a comparative campaign. Like the Biden White House is actually debating whether Joe Biden should attack Donald Trump or not. This reminds me of 1988. And Michael Dukakis saying, I'm not going to answer those, those uh, Bush attacks, saying I'm unpatriotic while he's going to flag factories all over uh, the country. And Dukakis just, he kept mowing his lawn with his push mower going, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not gonna answer those, those attacks. You gotta answer those attacks. And like whoever inside the White House is telling Joe Biden not to attack Donald Trump, stop it. <laughs> Seriously, stop it, all right? And maybe start a lawn service with push lawnmowers because you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you're talking about, and you're costing the president. You really are. You're costing points. This is a political battle to the end. Donald Trump is trying to destroy Joe Biden. I'm not exactly sure, Willie, who inside the White House is saying, hey, when you go up against the champ, Mike Tyson in 91, Muhammad Ali in like 73, you should fight by Marcus of Queensberry rules. No, you gotta go after him. No holds barred. And yet, Willie, they're still trying to debate. Do we play nice in this campaign or do we actually take it to a guy that stole nuclear secrets, has been accused of being a rapist by a New York judge, and has 91 felony counts against him charged. It's not hard. I don't think this is hard, and I'm not sure who inside the White House is making this hard. Donald Trump, in our case against him, other defendants, and the Trump Organization, he rambled, he hurled insults, um, but we expected that. 
At the end of the day, um, the documentary evidence demonstrated that, in fact, he falsely inflated his assets to basically enrich himself and his family. He continued to persistently engage in fraud. Um, the numbers don't lie, and Mr. Trump obviously can engage in all of these distractions, and that what is what exactly what he did, what he committed on the stand today, engaging, engaging in distractions and engaging in name-calling. Um, I will not be bullied. I will not be harassed. This case will go on. We look forward to hearing the testimony of Ivanka Trump on Wednesday, and then we plan on closing our case. Um, and then there will be some motions on Thursday, um, and then uh, the defense will present their case in chief. Um, justice will prevail, and it's important that all of you understand um, that we have already been victorious in our motion for summary judgment, um, and now we look forward to disgorgement and to the remaining counts in our action against Donald Trump and his repeated and consistent fraud against the citizens of the great state of New York. She says he's going to bring out racial slurs. He's going to say things today and taunt her. Well, Miss James, you taunted him before you came into office, before you saw one record, one statement of financial condition. You taunted him. You said his administration was too male and too pale. Those are her words. She said that she and Michael Cohen were going to be his biggest nightmare. Where well, I have some news for you, Miss James. Michael Cohen folded, lied, and crumbled. Your star witness, along with all the DAs and corrupt AGs, need to be paying attention to what happens when you let us take the stand, when you let my client speak the truth, and the judge can tell me to sit down. And he can try and shorten my client's testimony, but it is loud and clear. They've got nothing. They've got nothing but their politics. She's got nothing but her Soros backing, which we discovered recently. And I am sick and tired of seeing it. Pay attention, America. Pay attention. Because when you're in court one of these days, and you don't have a lawyer that has a microphone, and you don't have a lawyer that can go on TV, and you've got judges gagging them, what are you going to do? We need to fix this country, and we need to stop what is happening in this courtroom. President Trump is worth a lot more, and she wasn't ready for it. She doesn't understand it. And before she rushed to judgment, she should have thought about attacking somebody with over 50 years of real estate expertise who changed single-handedly the skyline of New York City. She picked the wrong person. And her politics will fail for it. Are you concerned by the judge's statement that uh, President Trump's longer answers, that he draws negative inferences from those longer answers? So let's be clear about why the judge said that. The judge doesn't like when President Trump explains what actually happened because it's not good for his narrative. This is a judge who clearly has an issue. If you've seen his behavior with me, you've seen his behavior uh, with the president today. He has a clear issue with facts that are not good for the case because he already predetermined, and I want everyone to understand, this is, yes, we do not have a jury. Yes, we do not have a lot of things that we should because they brought it under Section 6312. But this judge decided this case and liability before we walked up those stairs. I didn't have a shot. So right now we're sitting here doing a whole dance and the only thing they want are facts that are bad for Trump. 
That's why he's silencing him. That's why he's telling him short answers. And that's why he's clearly enraged. His face is red. He, is, he came in hot and he doesn't know how to handle him. I've been personally hurt by the current president's policies compared to 35% who have been helped. We'll talk about that. Uh, on the flip side, 51% of those same voters say Trump's policies have helped them, while 34% say the opposite. And yeah, this yeah. is the reason our phones were exploding yesterday. Well, yeah. with people really, really freaked out and upset. And yeah. it does it does beg the question, um, you know, it, if there are Democrats out there who are concerned or even moderate Republicans about the difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Right. I think the the real concern here is disinformation, the electorate being poisoned. I mean, it's not like the contrast between these two are Republican and Democrat and conservative versus liberal policies. Right. It's not. I mean, President Biden has accomplished a lot in his presidency. And there are those who would say it's even historic. And then you have a guy with 91 counts against him, uh, liable for fraud, liable for sexual abuse. I mean, I could go on for four hours. The judge said he raped a woman. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's that's where the, the concern is here, mm -hmm. that there's a lot of different layers. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Okay, it's Tuesday, 7 November, year of Lord 2023. We join you from the Ahern Hotel here in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're here today. The War Room is here for a couple of things. Most importantly, for Kerry Lake, the Kerry Lake is having a big event this afternoon. In fact, uh, the hotel's been nice enough to uh, expand a little bit, so we still have some more space for all the war room posse. Um, and we'll get the details up there. Thank you very much for joining us. We, have, we haven't had you on since you announced for Senate. I know. Well, there's been a lot going on, and we this is perfect. You we can go ahead and say you're, do, you're doing bigger shows. That's okay. That's we're not do, true. So, I've, I've actually been saying i got to get back on with, with uh, the war room posse. And everywhere <laughs> the, I go, Steve... The posse is so strong. Yeah, you they, have led a movement, and uh, so I've been dying to get back on. Thanks no, for No, we're just me. kidding. Um, I want to talk. Let's talk about that cold open right there. Raheem Kassam is going to join us in a moment. But, Carrie, uh, yesterday, President Trump goes Thunderdome <laughs> in, in the courtroom. The crazy Nazi uh, show trial Soviet ju a judge just lost it. They tried. Can, 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 they, can Letitia James and, and that crazy judge, can they control Donald Trump? No, I mean he, he's a giant. He is—he's um, right on everything. They know they have a, a BS case, and they're trying to convince the public that President Trump's guilty. And he went out—he went—you're right—he went full beast mode yesterday. <laughs> but when you see this judge, he's such a weak person. Yeah. And th you just compare them. You've got the strength of Donald Trump, the alpha male, and then you have this like beta guy sitting on the bench. I'm sure he was shaking. 
by the time was the shaking. day was over. He was he, he lost it. He broke in the middle of the trial telling the trial because Trump has his way of answering questions, right? Yeah. So he, he went into a lot of detail on very many things. So the whole trial's a joke anyway from a well, business and, perspective. And I don't think that Letitia James or the judge really even understand real estate. They don't understand deals like the kind President Trump has put together over the course of his life. I mean, he's, he's truly one of the best deal makers. They don't understand this stuff. But isn't this the same? You see all the demographics of people moving states, changing states. They're all going to red states. I mean, isn't the same thing kind of in Arizona? You've got, you know, Katie Hobbs. You have this uh, disastrous governor in New York. You have Letitia James. You have, a, you have a radical attorney general in Arizona. Anytime you look in Colorado, you look where they're trying to take Trump off the ballot, wherever you have these radical Democrats, you get the same thing, right? Bad business community, bad economics, and uh, no rule of law. That, that's the scariest part, no rule of law. And, and when uh, the courts are as corrupt as they are right now, I don't know how we find our way out of this except to vote this coming election like our lives, our country, our children's lives depend on it. Even more so than we have, and I know we haven't fixed a lot of the problems, but when we the people rise up and say we are going to vote in such huge numbers that they cannot rig the system anymore. Well, you see, Morning Mika. And then we'll get changed. Morning Mika, you saw her. She, we played this. This is the clip from yesterday. Uh, we played it a couple of times. She's losing it. Right. You see, saying the, the electorate's been uh, it's disinformation and they've been poisoned. Hey, baby, you control all the mainstream media. You control all of it. We got a little war room and a couple other podcasts around here. Even Fox is terrible. Um, but so, you know, so with the disinformation how, how, yeah. stuff, though, I mean, I don't know if you saw the great thread that Jim Jordan put out. Yes, I really highly recommend go to Twitter. Um, Jim Jordan put out a great threat. The gov- talk about fascism, the government working in conjunction with big tech. We've all known this, but it was the government behind the scenes working with big DHS, tech. DHS, CISA. DHS, uh, you know, actually some of the people involved shocking in Maricopa County elections. I mean, Stephen Richer, the guy who's trying to sue me for defamation, was involved in some of these truth squads. Big time. We're now finding out that the chief justice of the Arizona Supreme Court put together one of these truth squads, these misinformation commissions. And it just happened to come out before the 2020 election. It was meant to keep anybody who had uh, something to say or wanted to yep. put their concerns about COVID yep. or the elections to actually It was to rig the election for up. Biden. It was a rigged election against Trump. We're going to get that. Raheem Kassam's going to join us. We're going to take a short commercial break. I hate to gloat, but Bloomberg's lead story this morning, ladies and gentlemen, is that the interest on the debt in this fiscal year is going to be over, wait for it, $1 trillion. Stephen K. Bannon told you that 90 days ago when everybody laughed, $1 trillion as of today. And I'm telling you, it's going to be $1.2 to $1.5 trillion when we finish this fiscal year. That's the crisis we've got. Short commercial break. We're live here at the Ahern Hotel in Las Vegas. Big event today with Kerry Lake. Raheem Kassam. Uh, is going to join us after a short commercial break. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month. And our wise leaders deal with it how they always do, with more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value because more spending weakens the dollar. Now, end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, 
Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every 10000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. We're at the Ahern Hotel in Las Vegas. Uh, this is a famous hotel because it's the only hotel that did not shut down during the uh, during the pandemic. The COVID madness. Can you imagine the courage that took when all that craziness was going on? Almost <laughs> almost as much courage as to host a Kerry Lake event here. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're going to be there tonight. Yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to say a few introductory remarks. We're doing the show all day live from here. And in fact, uh, Showtime's The Circus has deemed that the... Uh, I guess the, the the team of uh, Bannon and Lake, they're going to be here today. It's to, worthy of coverage. We're worthy of coverage. <laughs> Good. And it's John Hyman and, and Tim Miller. Tim Miller, your favorite. Tim Miller. Is, Tim that, the, Mil- is that the, like, 50-year-old guy who dresses like a 13-year-old? <laughs> that one? <laughs> the same. One in the same. Tim. You and Tim went at it on the circus uh, a couple of years ago. You know, two, I never go at it. I am always totally open pro. for a fair interview, but the minute it turns into a hit piece... <laughs> Is when the trouble begins for them. Carrie is going to attack, <laughs> punch back. 5 p.m. And the, the hotel's done a great job, in, including some more room for War Room Posse. So it's 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Right. tonight. You're going to have Carrie Lake talk. Also, she's going to do an interview, uh, a one-on-one interview. So it's going to be a fantastic way to get uh, a deeper knowledge of Carrie. All War Room Posse members are invited you can go to carrylake.com right now. Slash Vegas. Slash Vegas. <laughs> Not Vegas, baby. Just <laughs> slash Vegas. <laughs> slash Vegas. Uh, and, uh, and sign up and make sure you come because it's going to be extraordinary. I'll say a few words and then Carrie's going to give a major address and then she's going to do a one-on-one interview. So it'll be fantastic. I want to see as much horror and posse here as possible. That'd be great. Let's bring in Raheem. Raheem, I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to get to um, DeSantis and, and the polling and everything, but since we just finished and, and Kerry was talking about this Jim Jordan, you've been all over this, and people have to remember it was, uh, it was uh, Raheem Kassam and Bill McGinley that, that tracked down Mark Elias's Transition Integrity Project. I mean, Raheem, in July of 2020, you were telling the nation on War Room when you were co-host at the time, and then we did a national tour of how the 2020 election was going to be stolen, how they said it was going to be stolen, and you could already see the hand of, of uh, what, CISA in all of this. What is this revelation of the Jim Jordan uh, memo or email about these emails? Walk me through your thoughts on this. Yeah, thanks for having me, Stephen. I really, I really thought that given that there are two thrones behind you guys in your shot, I was wondering why you're not sitting on those big white chairs behind you to the right. But I, I truly appreciate the framing here. I remember how, just how much attention to detail Steve pays. You know, he's got the he's got the baby grand piano in the background. I love it. I, um, I think you're uh, absolutely right in 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 what you're saying about this report. So this this has come out of. Um, 
the Judiciary Committee, and it's been in the works for some time, right? So this is 104 pages of evidence-based, um, looking deep into the interactions between the federal government, uh, institutions uh, uh, which are adjacent to academic institutions in the United States of America, sitting under uh, Stanford and, and, and the University of Washington, and how all of those entities and organizations, more were included, by the way, Atlantic Council, so on and so forth, they, they all sort of had these little boutique operations, uh, left-wing fact-check, you know, disinformation, trying to get conservatives cancelled and censored. And what they did is they brought the, the federal government effectively cajoled all of these people together uh, under the auspices of, of the Department of Homeland Security, as you say, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, CISA, and they turned it into a juggernaut, right? They turned it into a, an, an industrial-scale censorship leviathan and this was founded in july 2020 you're right it was exactly the same time the bill and i and yourself were on this show we were talking non-stop about the transition integrity project about the far left money remember all the money that zuckerberg was plowing into into democrat counties all across the united states and 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 it wasn't i, I don't want to take credit for this because it was in our faces, right? They were holding this up to us and saying, here's what we're doing. What are you going to do about it? And of course, nothing was done about it. Well, fast forward years now, you know, we are three plus years past this and we finally just have a report, a report that just says like effectively what we were saying back then, right? Hey, these guys pulled wool over our eyes. Hey, they weaponized government against us. Hey, they're going to do it again. Well, okay, uh, having a report like this is fine. It's the first bureaucratic step to getting anything done about it. But this report lacks anything to say, anything proactive. It's all reactive. It's all here's what happened in the past. It's not here's how we're going to stop it in the future. And that, I think, is the critical concern here is like, yeah, you can sit on Capitol Hill and produce a nice little compendium of how they shafted you last yeah. time. Tell us how you're going to stop it happening again. Okay. Hang, hang on. If, if people want to understand the difference between the traditional Republican Party and MAGA, it's, it's what, what Jordan's just put out. Uh, and, but I want to go back to the summer of 2020. Mark Elias, and this is why there should be subpoenas. This is why it has to be investigation. And this is criminal. Mark Elias, if you go back and read the Transition Integrity Project now, in light of what we know, their arrogance came from the fact they knew they had the federal government in as the information warfare arm of what they were doing to steal the election from Donald Trump. Let's, we'll go back and we'll play clips over the next couple of days that show Elias. If you read that report, if you read the transition, they knew they had the information high ground because they had DHS there. This was this is why you remember you and I couldn't figure out why are these guys so arrogant. Trump is going to run the tapes. Trump got 74 million votes. And hopefully the clown show that's going to be at the Keebler Elves on, uh, on what is it, Thursday. Wednesday, the 8th. Is, is it going to be tomorrow? I believe is that, it is. <laughs> is it tomorrow? Is that when the Keebler Elves are? Yep. See, you're, see, you're, see nobody even knows because no one no even one cares. cares about it. <laughs> only, people, only thing people care about is you opening <laughs> for the president at the, uh, at, at the rally. No, but this, they, no, he got 74 million votes. They stole the election. They knew they had the government's information arm in CISA on their side to suppress both before and after anything about stealing the election. And where's Jim Jordan? No offense. Do you think it's a random event that McCarthy gets the boot and then a week later this, this – and this report is crap. It's a bunch of analysis, Raheem, that you could have done – did. 
years ago. Where are the subpoenas? Where are the investigation? This is just another example of Jordan can go on Fox and Friends in the morning and they can all wind together. It's another shiny toy. We need action. We need prosecutions. We need criminal charges. And where are the feckless Republicans in doing this? Raheem Kassam. Yeah, look, let me read from from page five of the report here. It says who was being censored. And let me, let me ask the audience here, right? If, if they're breaking any ground, who was being censored? President Donald J. Trump, Senator Tom Tillis, Speaker Newt Gingrich, Governor Mike Huckabee, Congressman Thomas Massey, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, Newsmax, Sean Hannity, Molly Hemingway, Hamid Dillon, Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, Jack Posobiec, Tom Fitton, James O'Keefe. I mean, we know all of this. We, kn- we have known all of this. And the, the other critical part that you leave out there, Steve, is yes, the weaponization of government. Right, the weaponization of the Department of Homeland Security and all of its apparatus in order to censor real-time information coming out. I mean, they hit these things with bans faster than you could possibly imagine. You didn't even see some of the things that these people were sharing out on their social media profiles. But we also forget, and you want to talk about subpoenas, you don't want to talk about um, um, sanctions, you know, big tech. Big tech in the United States of America effectively became a subsidiary of uh, the Department of Homeland Security and has remained for the most part a subsidiary of the Department for Homeland Security. As far as political information in 2023 in the United States of America is concerned, it goes through your government first as a filter. If it's government approved, you'll see it. Why did it take so long uh, for Jordan to put this out? Did, did, did McCarthy who was bought and paid for by Sequoia Capital and Big Tech, and Jim Jordan, who's bought and paid for by Google and Big Tech. Mike Davis, we had a problem with Jordan. We had a problem with McCarthy. Why was this held to this moment, Raheem? Yeah, of course. I mean, so we did this. During the, during the speaker race, um, you know, Will Upton, one of our great staff at the National Pulse, he did, the, he did the, the breakdown of who all these people were. And he called me one day, and I hope Will doesn't mind me telling this story, but he called me one day, he said, look, Raheem, I've written the profile on Speaker Jim Jordan, potential Speaker Jim Jordan, and it's very unkind, but I can't find a way to represent this information better. He's completely, completely at the behest of big tech. Social media companies pour money into Jim Jordan's campaign operations, into Jim Jordan's office, and he has scarcely ever done anything to assail them. So this is why it takes so long. Of course, Kevin McCarthy at the helm of all of that, right? You know, there's a reason that throughout that speakership fight, you kept hearing, oh, they've got to have the guy that can raise the money. What they're talking about there is compromise. What they're talking about there is PACs. What they're talking about there is corporate cash. And of course, Google, Facebook, all of those guys throw the most amount of cash around on Capitol Hill that you can you can think about. Look at Politico's playbook and look at who it's sponsored by at the top every morning. Sponsored by Facebook, sponsored by Meta, sponsored by Google, sponsored by Big Pharma. Look at, that's look what at, the look compromise at, looks look like in Axios. practice. And that's why we end up with big a pharma, It's like Big this. Pharma and Big Tech ha, 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 own the media. They own the Democratic Party. They own it. They, they're subsidiaries. Um, Raheem, uh, we're, we're, I want to hold you through the break. I've got to get sure. to the... Um, the issues of no-go zones. You're great reporting on the Muslim Brotherhood. We're going to have Frank Gaffney in here. Carrie Lake has been lighting up Obama the last couple of days. And we're, <laughs> going to, we're going to tie knots. We're going to connect yeah. dots because it's one of the reasons we got this situation in the Middle East. Is On the campaign trail, we've got about a minute here. Do people, are people coming up to you and say they want to see more action out of the Republican Party? Less talk, more action? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you, you just nailed it. We've got, we, we, we vote a Republican in. And then every important battle, it seems they retreat on. 
And I said this during my uh, my announcement. We're no longer going to retreat as Republicans. We are on the last hill. They've surrendered every hill, and we're going to stand on top of this hill and fight for this country. And they have power to do something about all of this and to act like they're just finally hearing about it. I'm happy it's out. Listen, I, I, I agree. I, agree. I like Jim Jordan. Okay, I really do. I think he's he's we one of the good Jim ones. Jim Jordan, we, but will you love Jim Jordan 1.0? Though Jim Jordan 2.0 is too cozy with big tech. It just is. I mean, big tech, big tech owns big tech and big pharma in the arms industry own the nation's capital. It's the reason we have two trillion dollar deficits. We'll be able to get into all this. And by the way, remember, it was that establishment Republicans that tried to take you out in the primary. They put in your governor's primary, they tried to take you out. They're not going to be around now because Kerry Lake is dominant. Short commercial break. We'll be back at the Ahern Hotel in Las Vegas with Kerry Lake on a big day here in the Lake Campaign. Are you prepared for the unthinkable ahead? We all need to pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. That means stockpiling emergency food before it's too late. Right now, go purchase a three-month emergency food kit from MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the nation's leader in self-reliance. Order your today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Every family member needs their own kit when disaster strikes. These three-month kits from MyPatriotSupply.com give you an abundance of delicious meals, providing over 2,000 calories a day. You'll have plenty to eat when everyone else is scavenging empty store shelves. Stock up now because you won't get a warning when disaster hits. Order by 3 o'clock today, and your order ships the same day for free. The unthinkable can happen at a moment's notice. So don't wait for a crisis to hit. Prepare today and become self-reliant no matter what the future holds. And remember to pray. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, MyPatriotSupply.com. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Okay, I've got Raheem. Uh, By the way, I'm not going to gloat. I promise you I'm not going to gloat. One trillion dollars, not War Room saying that, Bloomberg's lead story. One trillion dollars in interest expense this year on the federal debt. And if you're out there saying, well, Steve, what does it have to do with me? It has a lot to do with you. When you're living paycheck to paycheck and you've got to gap it with a credit card, you got 30% APR. When the mortgages are at 30-year highs, when the, second, uh, when the uh, flexible rate mortgages are out of control you can't, and you can't take a second on your house. When your auto loan is at all-time highs and they're repossessing cars, when your student loans are blowing up, when you're getting crushed, the Federal Reserve is kind of out of their hands now. The structure of the debt is so big and has to be refinanced. I told you it was going to be over a trillion dollars, and they lied to you just like they lied to you and what the deficit was going to be. Everything that comes out of the Treasury's mouth, out of the Federal Reserve's mouth, out of the Biden regime's mouth is a lie. Everything. And and you can't... The math wins out here, and the math is brutal. Okay, two things I want to get into. By the way, go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. You need to find out why gold has been a hedge against turbulent times for 5,000 years. Go check it out. Ask Philip Patrick and the team. More about that later. Raheem, um, two things I want to cover with Kerry here. Number one, uh, you've been taking a lot of incoming from a lot of different people, but the reason is, is you made the case that Ron DeSantis was a buffoon from the beginning. I hate to say, this weekend showed you everything you need to know about Ron DeSantis. 
Ron DeSantis is on MSNBC, Ron DeSantis is on CNN, Ron DeSantis is everywhere, basically saying he can't beat Trump, but he knows that Trump, he's wishing for and hoping for lawfare for Jack Smith and these corrupt people in DOJ and the Biden regime to basically win out on Trump, to damage him enough that Ron DeSantis would be the go-to guy. He exposed himself for the creep that he is. Raheem, I'm going to start with you, then I'm going to come to Kerry. Yeah, listen, and now he's got 2023's version of Carly Fiorina following him around uh, on the campaign trail. I mean, this is this is you have to go to the source of this this poorly run campaign. And while obviously um, there's plenty of blame to go around, uh, their online operation is absolutely, I, I mean, just just shocking, just shockingly bad. Um, you you have to go to the source of who the strategist behind all of this is, and that's Jeff Rowe. That's Ted Cruz's Jeff Rowe. That's Jeff Rowe, the guy who has who, who has you know developed this strategy that somehow attracts nobody from any part of, of of the Republican base. Right? You would think you would go into a campaign and say, yeah, you know, Donald Trump, great guy, America first, great ideas, all this stuff, and then build off of that. Instead, no. It's been a it's been a strategy of trying to tear down everything that not just the MAGA movement, but honestly, the majority, the vast majority of the Republican Party base has been working towards for decades now. You know, it's it's almost as if they don't understand that even during the Bush years, the Republican Party base was pulling in this direction and they trying to flip it back right there. Well, listen, this is why you get now. He has this huge announcement yesterday, right? Huge announcement of the endorsement from the person who promised that they would remain neutral. Make of her word what, what you will based on that. Uh, Governor Kim Reynolds in Iowa comes out. And how many people do they have in the room, Steve? Well, I counted from all of the pictures that were available to us. And there are no more than 150 people in that room. And there were about a couple of hundred people watching on live stream yesterday. There were live streams that were being done on Rumble yesterday evening by, you know, average Joes on their Rumble accounts that were getting more viewers than Ron DeSantis and Kim Reynolds. And I think that tells you everything about the campaign. By the way, the biggest announcement his campaign will have. Raheem, hang over one second, because... Carrie Lake, I think you know something about Jeff Rowe, right? <laughs> tell, tell us about Jeff Rowe in Arizona. What? <laughs> when, 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 no, about the Robeson's campaign and all the campaigns. Jeff Rowe was cranking up money and taking money. Same thing he's doing at DeSantis. He's, by the way, Jeff Rowe's in back of Yunkin, too. Tonight, if Yunkin carries the Senate, tomorrow morning, Yunkin's going to be the great white hope to be able to uh, to take on Trump. He's the, he's the next man up, and if he doesn't work out, they'll go to Kemp. Well, I Je- think there's Jeff- still a belief in Arizona by the people that, you know, Jeff Rowe um, is supportive of and is behind that Trump's going to lose Arizona. We saw the polling data uh, from the New York Times, Siena. I think it's five points up, and it's only going to that, – that gap is going to widen. And so this is delusional stuff. And, I, and the problem with the consulting class is they will continue to lead you on and think you can win until they have drained you of every last penny. They'll say, "What? Just throw one more million in this week, and, and we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna reboot. We're gonna H- reboot." Hang on, and like, they keep, hold on. They told Robeson on the thing, <laughs> "You've got momentum. You're closing. You just need another four million dollars in the last week, another of which million. we're gonna take twenty percent off the top." And right. of course, you got blown up by what? And, eight, and the 10 same points? with DeSantis. We're gonna reboot. We're gonna reboot. Talk and the only about, thing about rebooting is that that the people are talking about is his actual boots. You knew you knew uh, Trump was the guy from the get go. And, and with all the pressure to come to support DeSantis, why did you come out so early, immediately, uh, and, and just wave off the, all the DeSantis and all the Keebler elves? What, what it's was actually the car- funny. Carolina? I've never told this story before, but, you know, after the absolute travesty of the election, and you could already, in 22, our governor's race, um, 
and you could already see the plan was to start pushing DeSantis. I had somebody who in the, was in the DeSantis team call me and say, we really want you, we want, you want you to be a, a spokesperson. This is somebody in Arizona who's on the DeSantis team. And I said, are you kidding me? I, I'm Trump all the way. I am Trump all the way. I, I could recognize right away what was going on. It's like there's a really hard push to try to bring down Trump. And we, we've got to have President Trump back in office. We have to have him back in office because he's the only guy that can take on, you named it, Big Pharma, the military-industrial complex, the election-industrial complex, because there's problems there. He's the only one willing to take on all this stuff. And he's done it before with success. We were all better off four years ago financially. We were safer four years ago. Our country was in a better place. The world was actually safer with President Trump. Uh, in control in America. And so we got to get him back. And I am i can't believe that Ron DeSantis allowed for this to happen. It tells me he, he doesn't have good political judgment. Maybe he's not mature enough for the moment to allow a bunch of consultants to destroy his political career when it seemed to be bright. I don't know. Do you how think he- deep character flaws have been revealed in, in his campaign? particularly what he did this weekend and basically saying that was I, I, I am I am waiting for Jack Smith I'm on Jack Smith's team yeah and basically what's your path to victory Ron and he says for, for Trump to go to jail for, for the for the government to be weaponized so badly against President Trump that he goes to jail that's his plan to victory that's disgusting so, and actually I think before he said that there may have been a way for him to resurrect his career. I agree with you. He may have been able to if say, going back to Florida, I'm going back to Florida. I'm going to be the best now. governor I can possibly be, and I support President Trump. But after he said that, I don't know. I don't Before know I go back to Raheem, you're an Iowa girl. Why does Kim Reynolds come in and say yesterday Trump can't win? She plays into the same. This is the donor mentality that Trump's the lawfare is going to win out. Why does the governor of Iowa come in and back of DeSantis. You've seen DeSantis in Iowa. Is DeSantis resonating with any Iowans? Iowans are very, um, I think they're very astute when it comes to detecting authenticity. And that's something that Ron DeSantis is lacking. I mean, he just doesn't connect with people. And he's trying. I can tell. They're coaching him. He's working. And they're saying, look, people, shake their hand and look at, you can almost see the the steps, like, okay, shake a hand, look them in the eye. Ron the robot. But, but it's not genuine. When you look someone in the eye and you just go, okay, I looked at their eye, and the next person, I looked at their eye, and the next person. I don't think you can train somebody how to be authentic. And I, I think that maybe, in a way, he was effective as a government. Can they, can they, can they, can they, look, they know how to spot authenticity and how to spot yeah. phonies? And I think they're really disappointed in Kim Reynolds. You know, she said she was going to stay neutral. I think she should have gotten behind President Trump right away. We don't need to have a primary. We already have an incredible, uh, incredible candidate in President Trump who has done the job, done it well. He's proven. And we didn't need to have this sideshow going on and and causing. But, But here's the deal. The consulting class will never not have an If there's an opportunity to make billions they're going to have a primary, no matter who it hurts. They're in. Raheem, your thoughts. Kim Reynolds, is this, is this keep uh, DeSantis going for a while? No. I mean, the, the data, if you look at the – we ran a story the other day on the National Pulse about the data behind all of this. It shows that there, there is not even you know, 5%. Um, boost that you get from a from a endorsement from a governor, and then 
Kim Reynolds or, or Chris Sununu in New Hampshire. I mean, this is margin of error stuff. They're tinkering around the edges now because what they're trying to do is just not look totally embarrassed when this thing happens in January. Um, but but at the same time, you see new data coming out every day that shows Nikki Haley is pulling more from DeSantis uh, at the moment. And and one, back to one of Carrie's points very quickly is is you know about that jail thing, right? Like effectively, what you're saying is correct. Ron goes out this weekend and, and says, look, my best shot at the presidency is the full weaponization of government. And he's effectively rooting for that, right? But the corollary question that everybody needs to ask themselves at home, if you're still thinking that, oh, maybe this guy is a good guy, maybe this guy can do it in four years time, who knows? It, the corollary question is this, why isn't Ron DeSantis afraid that they would do the same thing to him? Why isn't Ron DeSantis warning that this could happen to every single other Republican going down the line? Because he knows Ron DeSantis knows in his heart that he is not Donald Trump. He would not stand for the same things. And the vast majority of politicians that align themselves with the Republican Party are cut from the same cloth. And that is the cloth of, of, of yesteryear. It's a cloth of bygone conservative, you know, small C conservative, you know, free market politics that actually wouldn't have the state weaponized against you if you just toe that line. And that's fully what Ron DeSantis would intend to do if he was president of the United States. So ask yourself that corollary question. If you have any friends out there that still believe that this guy has the best interest of the America first agenda at heart, question them on why he isn't concerned about them targeting him in the same way that they have targeted Donald Trump. Carrie Lake, your thoughts? Absolutely. I mean, he he's never going to be targeted that way because he's part of that club. And Raheem's right. He's part of that club, that club that is OK with weaponizing the government against people who dissent against people who have uh, different ideas on which direction America should go. I, I always have said it. I love President Trump because I he's got the right kind of enemies. And this is a time anybody and I said this on the campaign trail. You were there for a few of the times I probably said it. We need to support the people that the media is attacking, that both sides are attacking. If there's a candidate out there that Republicans are attacking and Democrats, there's a good chance that that person is going to do the right thing. Amen. Uh, Raheem, people have attacked you. One of the reasons they attacked you when you worked for me uh, at uh, Breitbart, you ran Breitbart London, was you're amazing. You were the first person to actually go in and talk about this concept of no-go zones in your beloved England. Then you expanded to go all to Europe. Is it surprising you what you've seen in Europe and now the United States over the last uh, couple of days since the Hamas attack in, uh, in Israel? The only thing that surprised me about this is that we got a short respite from it all, right? During the presidency of Donald Trump, I think we people can, can appreciate that there was a, that there was a respite from, from this stuff. And, you know, I have it here. This was the book I wrote in 2017, No-Go Zones, where I went around all of these Arab-dominated, Muslim-dominated neighborhoods all across Europe, the United Kingdom, and indeed into the United States. And I wrote about it. And, and by the way, you know, I was on MSNBC at the time. I was on CNN at the time. I was on Fox News at the time. And everybody read this book, and they know that there's no, there's no alarmism here. This is, this is documentary evidence of what's taking place in these neighborhoods. And what's taking place, you're seeing it play out now on the streets. A lot of these people don't even speak English let alone have anything in common with, with people who have integrated uh, or people of, of, of native extraction from these places. A lot of these people couldn't care less about the legal system, about the judicial system. They don't care about the politics. They don't care about the culture. They don't care about the civil society that they're supposed to be a part of. What they care about, what they care about is the importation of inter-Nissine, you know, uh, Levantine Middle East conflicts into uh, the United Kingdom, into the United States. 
and and just having those fights battled out on a different uh, plot of soil. This is unsustainable. It is fundamentally unsustainable, and you have to get a grip of it. Ate Raheem, let, we're gonna go, like a robot. yeah, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to uh, break and we're gonna reboot you. Raheem Kassam about no go zones. Carrie Lake was all over Obama yesterday. We're gonna get into that. Frank Gaffney's gonna join us next in the war room. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it. Because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's at 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action. Use your agency do it today. Get the benefits of the sale. Stephen K. Bath. Okay. Um, you went after, uh, we have Raheem. Frank Gaffney's going to join us. Scott Harnwell. We're uh, booked up today. Um, you went after Obama pretty hard yesterday. Well, Blame well, it, blaming him on the current situation. Why are you picking on Obama? Well, for him coming out and talking about what's happening in Israel and trying to lay blame everywhere except taking any on his own. I mean, he, to me, Obama, his policies— When he said everybody's, everybody's hands are dirty— yeah, basically, was, in so many the, words. That, yeah. that was the comment that... that, that That's triggered. what triggered me, really. Honestly, he took zero responsibility for the Iran deal, for the pallets of cash going over to Iran, which is funding terrorism around the globe, especially in the Middle East. He took zero responsibility for his help in creating ISIS and acting like it was no big deal. And it could never be brought down. And President Trump, in short order, brought ISIS down in, in a very short amount of time. Um, the man takes no responsibility. He's an apologist. And I was really appalled that he came out and spoke that way. If he's going to be acting that way, he really should just sit down, as I said, and shut up. But honestly, the man needs to take some responsibility for what he did. President Trump is the one who brought us peace in the Middle East. And under Obama, it's, we saw a man stoking terrorism around the globe. And I think he's got blood on his hands for what's happening. Raheem, uh what you're seeing in, in Europe, what you're seeing in London, what you're seeing in Paris, and what you're going to see, because it's going to get a lot, a lot worse in here, is, is Obama a big part of that problem, or is it even deeper than that? I mean, it was way deeper, but look, Obama was the, was the um, time that that really came out, right, up front, the Cairo speech, um, the, the doffing of the cap to the Islamist world, the empowerment um, of the Iranian regime, uh, especially under the Obama 
uh, regime, but but also now. And, and in fact, furthermore now, uh, but the scandal is lesser for some reason, that people don't cover it so much. The fact that there have been Iranian agents working in Joe Biden's uh, government in recent months is something that you would think would be leading on the news stations uh, all around the country, all around the world. And it just doesn't. This isn't this isn't kind of conspiracy Raheem Kassam's head uh, kind of stuff. This is documented uh, information that, that, that you could read on on, you know, the NBC News website. But for whatever reason, NBC News themselves don't actually put it up on their air for people to actually watch and name these people and show them for who they are. This is the level of infiltration that we've seen. And it was always going to be this way. I mean, you look at the first minister of Scotland. Steve, we got in big trouble, big trouble over at Breitbart London. Uh, I think it was 20, 2014, may have been 2015, when we wrote a whole thing talking about how Hamza Youssef, the now first minister of Scotland, um, had Islamist sympathies. And of course, what is he doing now? He's going up there, you know, he's calling for pro-Hamas ceasefires. He's doing all of the, the same uh, uh, agitation uh, against the Western world that we predicted. This, this, this was so easy to foresee. All you had to do was spend a little time looking at these networks. Uh, I read the news this morning and I see there's something going on in the United Kingdom pertaining to all of this. And it says, okay, the Muslim Association of Britain. And I think to myself, my goodness, the Muslim Association of Britain, I was talking about that organization and its Hamas links in 2007. In 2007, yes. we were talking about that stuff. When I was coming out of college, when I was coming out of university, I was talking about the Hizbut Tahrir demonstrations that were happening on Regent Street and the in the uh, Islamic society meetings that were happening. I, I remember the story of me where they tried to recruit me into an Islamic society at Westminster University. And they were showing videos of 9-11 and clapping and cheering in that room, slap bang in the heart of London. And of course, of, you know, the period of time that has passed since, the radicalization element of these people, the extremism, the insulation, all of that has become worse, not better. Worse, not better. We have had a semi-respite for the four years that Donald Trump was in the White House and cracked down so heavily on, on all of those issues that led up to things like that, the immigration stuff, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, the ban uh, on travel, uh, and being heavy-handed with Islamists across the world, but without committing uh, thousands upon thousands of American troops to die as a result of it, that created a respite. It all came flooding back uh, the second the adults uh, were back in the room. Raheem, how do people get to the National Pulse? Uh, you've got a, uh, a track record of reporting on this topic. I mean, now is your moment. This uh, beginning phase of the kinetic part of the Third World War uh, is what, quite frankly, you've worked professionally to understand for many decades. Where do people go to the National Pulse in your social media? Yeah, look, it's imperative. I always tell people that places like CNN have a budget of, 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 of billions every year. Um, we we don't have that, but we have the truth and we have the people behind us. The National Pulse is all people funded. No billionaires, no corporations, none of that. Uh, you go to the nationalpulse.com forward slash war room. You can sign up. The first month is free. And I'll tell you what, everybody that signs up today, everybody that comes and supports real news, supports the way we do the news. We tell the truth. We do it in brief. Uh, we give you sources if you want to go and read longer things there. And we give you exclusive editor's notes. That's my take on the stories, why they exist, what's going on, what's the chit chat in Washington, D.C., in Westminster and beyond on any given story. Um, I'll tell you what, anybody that signs up today, uh, we're going to enter you into a competition. I will sign 
an original copy of No Go Zones from 2017, um, and we'll get that out to you as well. So go over to thenationalpulse.com forward slash war room, and we appreciate every single person because every single person makes a difference to the way we run our operation. Without every single person putting their shoulder to the wheel on this thing, we cannot grow. We cannot hire more staff. As you know, Steve, in the world of journalism, especially on the right, their staff need to be trained. They need to be shown what to do. And we do that every day. We bring on new people, we train them up, and we get them out there reporting the truth. So be a part of that. I can, I, I can, I can say after many years of training up, working and training up Raheem, it takes resources. So go the national, go the national pulse as we train up He's another generation. By the way, the National Pulse is fantastic. It's one of the first places I go. Raheem, thank you very much for joining us, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Steve. Cheers. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Raheem. And that's the key to uh, real journalism. Look at the sponsors. I mean, when you look at these uh, five or six corporations that control the mainstream media, who are their sponsors? Who's paying paying for the commercials? And it's all big pharma. It's uh, It's the big military as well. And we need to, this is one of the good things coming out of this very difficult time and us waking up to the fake news is that real journalism, independent journalism is growing. And it was much needed to have this kind of revolution in journalism. We're going to get into the, uh, we're going to get into the next hour. Frank Gaffney's going to join us. Frank's going to join Kerry for a discussion of the Muslim Brotherhood on one side and the Persians on the other side. The pincer move in Israel and the United States, all next uh, in the war room. I want to thank birchgold.com. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. The end of the dollar empire. We've been doing this for two years now. It was a called shot from the war room. But you're going to live in this kind of financial and economic agony. You need to understand precious metals and why it should be a part of your portfolio. Remember, for 5,000 years of mankind's recorded history, there has been one hedge against turbulence in troubled times. Precious metals. Short commercial break. Frank Gaffney, Ben Harnwell, Carrie Lake at the Ahern Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Death. You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently without bankruptcy and without additional loans. Done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's donedebt.com. Donewithdebt.com. Go there today. Action, action, action. Stop the worrying. Take action. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China in medications, and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. 
Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 